The following audio program contains mature content, including offensive language. Listener discretion is advised. Play the radio. Make sure the kids hear words. You're talking to the guy that remembers everything. Remember that Tommy Buckfuck? I don't feel okay with that. I really don't. Gravitate is a loser. Biden is hiding people and sucking the blood of children. You know, I'm not even saying anything anymore. No, I'm serious. Why? Or maybe it's just that I'm hogged up on caffeine. Because y'all get on to me for even saying anything. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You're supposed to fight back. Look, look. (laughs) I feel like you have a boner right now. I don't. The land of Fujiwa is a shitocracy. First and foremost, I am not right. fucking RoboTuner. <laughs> Robo, fuck you. That would be so tender. Oh Number God. one. That's the play for a stripper to just go, oh, yeah, I listen to all of them all the time. Just, <laughs> why did the stripper turn to Matt so Thomas? So where's the stripper from? Thomas, sure. is that you, man? I thought it was genius, RoboTuner. You did a fantastic job. It Please. is. I thought that I just wanted some money so I could buy some pop screen filters. <laughs> you dress up well, Thomas, man. I didn't know you were into this. You you little LARPer, you. Someone shoot me. I have to live with him. All these podcasts in my feed, but something's wrong. Not a single one I follow. They sing their own theme song. Now I have my own, and I really must say, please offer us advertisement so we can do this for pay. Do this for pay. Back in 2015, just a desktop and two mics We found it hard in social media to get any likes Then we got new equipment and the world was much more fun Three years had gone by, now our studio is done RoboTuner, master of debacle, sitting at the helm Sushi, keep it mat and check, true ruler of this realm Thunder K-Shock, both their asses into gear Alex the intern, why am I even here? We're glad that you have joined for this occurrence of our show We can't think of lyrics for this part, so here we go The song is almost over, starting at last Broadcasting from the dungeon at Castle Fujiwatch Robotuners in Significant Podcast <laughs> God, that's so adorable. This is my, this is my familiar Goro. Occurrence 159 for Monday, November 29th, 2021, in the year of the animal that has hooves but doesn't wear shoes. Ooh. <laughs> <Your> greetings. <laughs> Robo Tuner coming at you. Can he get to but, me? Uh, hold on. I don't want him to step on my board. Robo Tuner coming at you. With that low-budget podcasting style, back again with that, yeah, low, shit, low-budget podcast style for your listening, enjoyment, amusement, disgust, or all the above. Take your pick. Uh, joining me on my right shoulder is my new kitty, Goro. Hi. Say hi, Goro. You can hear him purring. <laughs> and then also, across the table from me, is my <laughs> existing romantic life partner, Sushi. Ah, uh, hold on. Missing. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Gotta play this. <laughs> Gotta. That's your substitute music because I can't get to your usual soundbite. The Mass Effect of death, death scene. Yep. And as, uh, and what I was going to allude to missing this week is Thunder K. You don't have anything. There's to no call power. Him. Well, yeah, he's not here, so I I didn't come up with something to call him. You should have called him something. Um, oh, I know what I can call him. The, uh, the short-circuited electrical panel, Thunder K. <laughs> because he's 
not here. Yeah, yeah. So he can't bring the thunder, so there's no power. Got it. And then also absent, who normally sits there, Alex the intern. Yep, so you have half the crew tonight. Well, we have a we have a kitty. Yep. So yeah, we got. They're subbing in for the, the duo. <laughs> who's decided to take a take a seat on my yeah, he's on my side there. of the desk here? Yeah. <laughs> so hold on, let me refix fix my camera. Here. Fix this one to aim at the cat. Okay. Is it aiming? Uh, it was. Yeah, there we go. Oh, now he's. Climbing back over there, he's gonna have to jump across the gap, which he he can manage. Okay, look at him. Uh, he's uh, like, oh, that looks more comfortable. I'm gonna claw her. Mm. So I get. We might as well start with. We might as well start with that. So, for those that are watching on YouTube, you can see this new cat that we have. Let me tell you how this story starts out. Oh, there so he goes. I'm just sitting. I'm just sitting, chilling. Um, either that or I was cooking or doing something. I'm always busy. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden I get this text message. From, from my daughter. Your daughter. Mm -hmm. And it says, hey, uh, would you guys be interested in getting a cat? Which, I, honestly, I asked her later because I was like, Ainsley, tell me the truth. Why did you ask me and not your dad about the cat? And she goes, well, number one. You seem like you're the one in the house that has the voice of reason. Like, <laughs> All right, that sounds good. And uh, you're the one that has, has everything coordinated, and you're the one that's most open-minded about things. And I went, oh, okay. So, because <laughs> I think she thought if she texted you, you would absolutely say, no, absolutely not, we're not getting a cat. Which is exactly what you told me. Yeah. But I ignored you, and I was like... Well, maybe if we tried on a trial basis and you were like, okay. Yeah. So what it was is that my daughter spent the night at her best friend's house last week while I had her for Thanksgiving break. And, well, no, no. She didn't spend the night. She just spent the day with her. And her best friend actually had a couple of kittens that her family was looking to rehome. And they said that if... The cat didn't work out that we could bring it back, no questions asked. So that was actually the main reason why I, I agreed with it. This collar's too big. Yeah. Well, it was the only, they didn't have kitten sized collars. He'll grow into it. Yeah, but he keeps getting caught in it. No. Is that as big as it'll go? I don't know. We're going to have to do something. Oh, we will. It's okay. It's okay. All right. <laughs> so after giving it a little bit of consideration, I decided to give it a shot against my better judgment. Yeah, yeah, whatever, Mister. <laughs> my better judgment. Everyone, um, who do you think was the one? Who do you think? Everyone out there was the one checking on the kitty every ten minutes. Is the kitty okay? Is the kitty okay? When it was in his daughter's bedroom. <laughs> Raise your hand if you know the answer. I know the answer. It's me. <laughs> yeah, it was a Robotuna. It was a Robotuna. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I fell in love with the cat. He's super sweet. No accidents. My biggest thing is that I did, I wasn't sure how he was going to get along with our dog, Shiner. Because Shiner is very... He's very bipolar whenever it comes to strange animals and, and strange people. So I wasn't sure how they were going to get along. But they're got... They... 
and honestly, at first, Shiner, our dog, was kind of indifferent to... Uh, dang it, what camera? There you go. Was kind of indifferent to Goro. But after after the first couple days of... Oh, yeah. yeah let, me re- let me say that. After the, the, the first couple days, he seemed to be okay. Now, Goro was actually the one that was hissing at our dog, Shiner. Yeah, he's, you can only see his butt. Yeah, I'm not moving him. He's comfortable. Okay. Or moving the mic, I mean, the, the camera. Yeah, so that's that's our new companion that we have. <laughs> a couple other things. Uh, so we had a pretty busy Thanksgiving. What the heck? Oh. We had a pretty bitty, bitty, pretty busy Thanksgiving over here. Over two days. And actually, we it was basically the same people. Your mom came, uh, Sushi's mom came the first day and then her dad came the second. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's our normal thing. Yeah. I think that it seemed a lot busier because, number one, the turkey leaked into the bottom of the oven. Oh, yeah. It kept getting smoky and smoky. And finally, I had had enough and I pulled the turkey out of the oven and cleaned the bottom of the oven out so we could put the turkey back in. And then my mom spilled sweet potato juice in the first oven and then I cleaned it and then I spilled sweet potato juice in both my ovens cleaned that it was a little frustrating cooking I'm not gonna lie not this year it was pretty frustrating Mm. but everything turned out great as far as the food goes yeah we had way too much food yeah we we actually invited the whole neighborhood and we'd still have leftovers we had two smoked turkeys I mean two turkeys one was just regular oven baked the other one was smoked and they were both delicious. And then we had a ham. Yeah, that's right. We had a ham, too. Some people don't like turkey. Who doesn't like turkey? Kim. I had no idea. Yeah, and I think... Well, my grandmother used to not like turkey, either. Oh. oh. Let me so see. Aw. <laughs> Look at that little thing. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for the next hour where we just wound over our new pet... <laughs> Everybody, this is our new pet. Look at him. He's so cute. He's so Yeah, cute. there he is. Oh, perfect. He'll s- sleep throughout most of the show, I bet. Oh, there goes my not really good show. There he goes. <laughs> All right. So I left a message for uh, I left a message for another Fort Worth based podcast called the, Pun- the, the 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 Funky Panther a couple weeks ago. And they played it on their show. Where I describe my show, the Funky Town Podcast, Fort Worth Famous, and the Jerry Jonestown Massacre, as kind of like the <laughs> the the family of Fort Worth podcasts. You know, I think they <laughs> they played it off real good. Like they they thought it was funny and oh laughed. yeah, it's supposed to be funny. But I think they really felt informed. That was another thing they said that they felt very informed. And you did a good job of explaining it. <laughs> Sushi, I, 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 sorry, Susie didn't take too kindly about me calling her the spoiled little daddy's girl of Fort Worth podcasts, though. Well. <laughs> the one that never gets turned out for ice cream. <laughs> Susie, or what about what I said about our show? I don't even know. I said that our show is the overlooked middle child of Fort Worth podcasting that's always one-upped by its siblings and is also in Suicide Watch. Yeah, ours is ours is kind of like that. But, you know, honestly, Susie is like a free spirit 
and she has come by all of her friends through her free spirit. I agree. Her podcast is the same way, so I think you should have described it more like that. (laughs) I said it really to get more of a rouse out of her and her daughter, Ivy. Well, I think you did. Uh, Good job. And then, of course, I said Jeff Lord is the father of Fort Worth podcasting. The the assertive... Who was the grandfather? JJTM, or the grandpappy. Yeah. Grandpappy? Yeah. Yeah, and Jeff the Lord is the father of Fort Worth podcasting. Hold on, I seem to remember when we first started podcasting, I don't know how many... What are you doing I'm not there? doing anything. I didn't touch you anything. You touch things. All right. Anyway, I touched the switcher. I seem to remember another podcast by someone that you went to high school with. Who was that? Whiskey Boy Blake. Yes. Yes. So you didn't say anything about that one. Honestly, I don't. I don't know if his show's still going or not. I haven't seen, or if maybe it's. I've just lost it on my feeds, but I haven't seen any postings from his show in a while. Yeah, a few years, if that. Yeah, like I said, maybe he still could be going doing a show. It just hasn't appeared on my feed. Yeah, yeah. I, I miss the the old music scene. It's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. When you say old music scene, are you talking about like the 90s or early yeah. 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, well, we were actually talking about that the other night. We were talking about how cool Deep Ellen was in the late 90s as compared to now. When you, you're, It's like a crapshoot whenever you go out as far as if you're going to be safe or not or mugged for your equipment or whatever miss, you have on you. I don't care about all that. I miss the crowds. Like, there's no crowds. And, but, you know, that show that you went to for me or not, Uncle Toasty? Yeah. Now, that was crowded. That's what I miss. Every show I went to in the 90s always had a crowd like that. Every time. Yes. Yes, And I it was did. like, man, especially when they would do the four clubs um, on the weekend. You'd buy a ticket at one of them, and you could get into all four of the clubs for free. Yeah. Yeah, the the Fort, the Fort Worth Weekly uh Music Showcase did that, too, whenever they were still holding awards. Yeah, well... It's this, been going on almost two Dallas years now, and but they haven't. I used to do that, and it was so much fun, because you could see a bunch of different bands, a bunch of different cool shows, you know? I used to do that all the time. Yeah. It was good times. I know it. Now I'm old. Oh, well, well, we still go to... We, we still go to shows. We went to the Monkees, and you... And we went to, and you went and saw my band too this weekend. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. You're right. I wanted to stay. I really, honestly, I wanted to stay and see the Red Admirals and see um, Bruce Magnus. Bruce Magnus. But Ainsley was kind of like, you know how you're a kid and you go see your dad in a band. I don't know if you, anybody knows this, but you go see something that your mom or dad are interested in and you're just kind of there and you're hanging. You're not really bored, but you're not really into it. Well, that's kind of how I felt like Ainsley was. Yeah, I didn't expect you to stay uh, past our set for that reason. And, and plus, a- it was fucking cold. Yeah. Okay. So Ainsley okay. and, yeah, I, go on, Ainsley and I left after that. But honestly, I did want to stay to see the Red Admirals and uh, uh, Bruce Magnus. Yeah. I just they, didn't get to. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It was so fucking cold, so... All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bitch a little bit. Why? Because okay, hold on. Are you bitching about being outside? No, I'm, okay, I'm bitching about the venue. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. The venue. Yeah. So 
this is the second time that I, that our band has played at Growl. I mean, mind you, the last time we also played outside. But I think they need to take a couple notes when it comes to coordinating their events. Why? Because they have one PA system, and they either do all their shows inside or all their shows outside. I okay. I know you said it was fucking cold. Yeah, and I, I had trouble singing. And I mean, mind you, I was warm on stage, but the cold weather didn't do anything good for my voice. Okay, well, number we need to talk about that. You don't do anything to prep yourself either. You don't drink hot tea before your shows. You don't do any vocal warms up, warm ups. I did on the way to the show. I did. I don't believe it because I've been on the rides to you on the way to shows, and you don't do it. I did it this time. And you okay. weren't with me. Okay. You brought your own car. So anyway, um, number three, because you're playing bass and you're simulating a guitar sound with your pedals and you're having to look down at what you're playing, that was a big issue that you could have resolved by having either a headset that we were talking about or two mics, one down, one up. And then that way you could make sure you're singing into a mic. Oh, I didn't consider that. Yeah. But that's what the headset would have been good for. Yeah. Because you kept having to put your head down. That's the only thing that, that's the only critic, uh, criticizing thing I had about your show was that whenever you looked down, it would sound like we we couldn't hear you. We couldn't hear your words. Yeah. And it was like, did he forget the words? What's happening? Does he look down when he forgets the words? Like we couldn't really tell. Yeah. I know, I know you wouldn't forget the words. You're, no, no. You're a robo-tuner, so it has to be that you just have to look down at your guitar. That's the only critical thing that I had to say about all of it. And you guys did really great. You played the, the songs really well. I guess, yeah, it was cold. But usually if you're moving, it, it warms you up. And you were up there moving around. Oh, yeah. I, I always move around on my shows. Yeah. But that's, that's really not where, where my main complaint comes in. It's that... The last time that the previous time that we played a growl before Friday, it was also they also had two separate events, one going on during the day and another and then another uh, set of bands going on at night. And first, I mean, the last when we played there back in July, that caused an issue with us and the other bands because they were late getting they were late ending their event and it cut into our time and we felt like we had to rush through everything so that before they before the venue closed for one and number two they didn't tell us we were playing outside until we we got there and the the exact same thing happened on friday we we were under the impression we were playing inside because hello it's fucking cold outside but there was a daytime event for record store day where they actually had the the outdoor stage set up and they only have one PA system, so they have to decide if they want all their bands to play inside or outside. And you would think, because of how it being forty six fucking degrees, that they would have set up set up the Matt, have the bands play inside. Don't, don't, that really pissed me off. I don't. I don't think it should. Well, it did because a lot more people would have stuck around if if one of wasn't as cold. No matter who so. they were there to see. I don't think so. I do. Okay, well, we'll just have to agree to disagree. Let's move on. Yeah, anyway. I don't think you need to be ranting on a podcast about it. Yeah, I don't... Because you might not be invited back to growl. Well, in my defense, I didn't didn't seek out this show. We were offered to play it. 
Wow, so you never want to play at Growl again? No, I'm not saying that. I'm allowed to bitch. Okay. Anyway. But otherwise, the show... Otherwise, I think we I think we played well. Some of the songs were a bit rushed, but it, that didn't bother me because it helped us stay warm on stage. I didn't think that it was cold. And um, Ainsley and I, we snuggled, and that kept us pretty warm. Yeah. And usually people come in twos, and they were hanging out with each other. Mm. And there's beer there, and usually alcohol makes you warm. Yeah, by the, by the time Bruce Magnus went on stage, the temperature dropped at least three three degrees. Yeah. But speaking of shows, that's another. Uh, I did go and see a show on Saturday night with my good friends from JJTM, Matt Stubbs, and Dustin Schneider. So the the original plan was Dustin had an extra ticket to see Mastodon at the Gillies Southside Ballroom in Dallas. They were touring with Opeth. And I can't remember the name of the opening band because they were already done by the time we got there. And I love Mastodon. They're one of my favorite metal bands that's emerged in or the in uh, yeah, emerged in the last uh, 10 15 years or so. And I've seen them once already. They opened up for the show that you and I went to in Austin in 2018, the Primus show, mm-hmm. when we got to meet Les Claypool. Still one of the most awesome experiences I've ever had with live music. So, this is actually my first time to the Southside Ballroom, and the the sound there is pretty good. Even whenever I was standing about in the middle of the venue where the the actual pit area ends, in the brief times I had to take out my earplugs, it wasn't that overwhelming as as far as their master volume master volume goes and they had some pretty pretty cool projections going on uh behind them on the stage both opeth and mastodon saw a couple of our friends there too uh, well uh, i saw andrew O'Hearn. that's hashtag's younger brother who was also in the band challenge death squad and i saw the drummer matt thompson who i think was also in challenge death squad anyway but he's also the drummer for king diamond the metal, the metal band that's been around for like thirty plus years. Yeah. Yeah. So we saw, so we saw them there, and then the plan was is that depending on when Mastodon ended, we were going to haul ass back to Tarrant County and go to Global Life Stadium to see Metallica, who was also playing that night. Now Metallica, when they played on Saturday night, it was kind of a Kind of a unique scenario because there was also a major, I think, boxing or UFC fight going on. I can't remember which. And the plan was because Global Life was actually displaying the fight also on the big on their big screen on on the main stage. That Metallica actually decided to play two short sets in in between the major bouts. And then uh, whenever the, the final bout was, was over, they were going to play a full 75-minute set. So we thought, okay, cool. The, we may, this may actually work. And the thing about Opeth and Mastodon, they had actually been headlining which band, uh, or I'm sorry, flip, flip-flopping which band was headlining each night. So if Opeth was a headlining band on Saturday night, we would have made it there with, without problem. 
But by the time we got to Arlington, Jordan, the drummer from The Spectacle, uh, messaged Dustin and said, yeah, they're already on stage and they're they're already about halfway through their set. So we wouldn't have been able to see many songs, but we would have been given the VIP treatment because of Mr. Bragg Badges. <laughs> Relationship with the security at Global Life because it's the same security group that is at the Death Star. But I digress. I was actually more excited to see Mastodon anyway. I mean, Metallica's awesome. They've been around forever. I mean, anyone that's out there knows how influential they were. But I've seen them before, and I just wasn't as excited to see them. Who? Metallica. Oh. So, as we are trekking down the road, Matt Stubbs starts to say starts to insist a couple things saying man can we stop by my house before we go he said I I really feel like I'm edgy and I gotta I gotta do something to take the edge off which I think those that know him know what that means (laughs) so and this was the first time we saw his house that he actually inherited from his grandparents and he pulls he pulls up yeah we pull up to his house and pull in the parking lot which is and then drive back behind his house, which is where his garage is. I say, hey, this looks like a Colombian truck lord lives here. <laughs> Actually, it looks like it's straight from the Brady Bunch show. The house is built in, I think, the early 70s. And most of the decor and the infrastructure on the inside reflects that of the same. He's got to have like two or three different liquor carts there. A phone desk. Which those haven't been been used in decades and a whole bunch of fucking storage place places where you can hide bodies like half attics and uh, secret compartments like underneath the stairs there's a workshop where he hides his AR-15s and 15s and all all his other illicit drugs <laughs> I didn't see any bodies though so <laughs> they always said that I'm the one that smuggles in small remains of small children and hides them in my walls <laughs> MySpace has nothing on his house. I'll just say that. <laughs> but it's actually pretty badass. I'm glad he's got the I'm glad he I'm glad he's got this new pad now. And after that, we went to a place called the Tunstfall Pub, which is in Arlington. It's a hole in the wall bar. I've just heard of the place, but I never been there before. We went there because we met up with one of our good friends, Brian Breckenridge, the Breckenator local comedian and host of several local comedy shows shared a couple drinks watched three amigos on the tv (laughs) one thing that's really fucking shady about that place it's like (laughs) you go out the back door to smoke yeah there are things that go on back there that i just don't want to repeat i've been sworn to secrecy okay but i will say this why are you even bringing it up? <laughs> to create the illusion, my dear. There's no illusion. You just gave people something to think about. Oh, what happens back there? Oh, they'll have to. They'll have tuner. to. What happens back there? I'm giving the Tansfall pub publis yeah. publicity mm-hmm. because they'll have to go there and go through the back door to see what happens. Okay. The back door to heaven. <laughs> the back door to heaven, huh? That that's a. That, I guess that, you that, and I need to have a talk after this. Well, you want to do that tonight, baby? Hey, honey, let me wash your potatoes. So, are you saying you went through the back that you had an experience 
with the back door to heaven? I, I actually didn't go out the back door. Stubbs did. Oh, <laughs> Which is funny because that's his lyric because that, that's an old joke from the Steadfast days. The opening song that Steadfast played was called Class Of, and that was the, the lyric to the chorus. Yeah. I have found a back door to heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's brought up in conversation a lot. You're such a weirdo. Uh, uh, yes, I am. Anyway, I was also passed off as an illicit arms dealer because if we stayed till closing time, and the three of us were just at the standing at the bar hanging out. I think Dustin was waiting to close out his close out his tab, talking to Brian about about the comedy scene, giving him some words of encouragement, which he does. And then this chick just sits down like right next to him, and I. I didn't think anything of it. I thought, okay, I, maybe she's wanting to pay her tab too because it's closing time. Or almost, it was five minutes till it's closing time. And uh, she just starts talking about her pool cue that she just got. That's in a, you know, one of those fancy uh, plastic containers. She's like, hey, yeah, this guy just random, some random guy just gave me this really nice pool cue. And we're like... Oh, that's cool. I mean, what what brand is it? Does it say? And we start talking about that, and uh, she's talking about pool hustling, and she's like, "What do you guys, what do you guys like to do?" And then uh, I think Dustin immediately says, "Yeah, we shoot." She's like, "Oh yeah, I shoot too. I'm a I'm a pretty badass marksman and all this." And and Dustin's like, "Oh yeah, what do you have? An AR-15?" He's like, "Yeah, you're basic bitch." Oh my god! <laughs> Not in those exact words, but that's that's the message that he sent. <laughs> So he showed her a picture of the arms table the last time that the three of us went shooting at that range in Waxahachie. And she said, yeah, that's all <laughs> that's all property to this guy. And he points at me. He's like, this guy's a, this guy's a badass arms dealer. You want it? You, you, you want something? He has it. <laughs> and um, this chick was... Start just starts like swaying back and forth in her chair and like her and like intentionally like her leg rubbing on Dustin's Dustin's leg, and uh, she, I thought to myself, okay. Did you get jealous? No, I didn't get jealous. She was she was macking all all three of us actually. Oh, you, you weren't jealous that she was rubbing on Dustin's leg. There's our kitty. No, why would I be? Because he's your boyfriend. Okay, shut up. God damn it. <laughs> you got me there. I had no idea you were going there. I know. It was great because your face yeah. was so confused. <laughs> anyway, she's like, how old are you guys? And I actually, <laughs> I didn't know if uh, they were going to ruse, but I actually told them all of our ages. She's like, well, I asked because you two guys look like some Santa Claus um some guys I would dress up as Santa Claus at the mall, and you, she pointed at me, you just like that regular cool laid back guy. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. Little does she know. Yeah. She doesn't know us. <laughs> anyway, I think things started to get a little weird whenever she asked where we live, and she's like, I, I live like five or ten minutes away from this place, which made me to believe that she was uh, wanting a ride home. Or more, <laughs> and and or she was just trying to ruse us so she could get a ride home and get one of us to pay her bar tab because barflies like that they're that's usually what their game is. Mm-hmm. But I found out, actually, Dustin found out <laughs> after 
after they told recapped their version of the story mm-hmm. on their late night podcast, which I'll get to by the way, that uh, one of one of his one of our friends knows her, and apparently her name's uh, actually I'm not going to say her name, but her she is a an, a well known artist around the Fort Worth area, and she has kind of a colored past, <laughs> which I could kind of see from the way she was acting. Anyway, so yeah, we say goodbye. We say our good our, our goodbyes. And we drive. Yeah, Dustin actually has to take me home because my car didn't start on Saturday because I was just going to drive to his house, leave it there, and then we were all going to leave in his in his forerunner. So he came and picked me up. So he dropped me back off. And right before I got out of the car, Stubbs is like, dude, Thomas, if you want to fire up, fire up the dungeon and all your equipment, let's do a podcast right now. And like, dude, it's nearly three o'clock. I'm fucking tired. And I didn't think it was serious anyway. Yeah, so he's like old man in it. I'm like, they just told you they hadn't done this in a long time and he wanted to do it again. And you're all, I'm tired. It's three o'clock in the morning. Well, okay, so when Stubbs is drinking, I take most of what he says with a grain of salt. And he was drinking that night. (laughs) He wasn't as drunk as, I don't think he was as drunk as the chick that was macking on us at the end of the night when we were at Tunstfall Pub. Mind you. So they actually went home, or they went back to Dustin's house, and they fired up the temple, and they did their own point five episode. Yeah, and you were left out, and how do you feel? <laughs> I wasn't left out. I was given a choice. I could have I could have joined them either over here, or we could have recorded here. Either way, but I was, I was too tired. Yeah, I suck in that regard. It was a fun, <laughs> fun night regardless. I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah, oh, I know you always do. Wow! Look at our look at our cat. I know he's so cute. I know, and he's he's not awake, causing a ruckus and meowing every two seconds. Well, that's because he's sleepy. He wore himself out. Yeah. A couple other things I wanted to hit. We're getting solar panels. Yes. Okay, and before you say anything, both of our parents have come at us, <laughs> both sets about. How it's not a good idea to do it, backup battery this, you have to replace it, or um, you're not going to get your money's worth. We are going to get our money's worth. We've already discussed it. We've already seen what it's going to be like in the next couple of years. Based on our one year, of the, our last year of usage, yeah. And our rates are already, once this, because I signed up for a two-year plan for electricity, and right now... We are paying seven dollars and some change per kilowatt. You mean seven cents? Yeah, seven. Seven dollars, shit. Seven cents and some change. We'd be paying per seven grand a month right now for our electric, and our electric our electricity bill is between two hundred and four hundred dollars. This is going to run out. Uh, this two year plan that I have before the end of this year, or, or maybe into next year, and it's going to go up to fourteen cents per kilowatt hour. Which is what the norm is, or 12 to 14 cents. And, you know, um, our electric company adds a few cents on, Encore, uh, that you're paying on top of what you're already paying. For the delivery for fee, For your yeah. kilowatt hour. And so our electric bill is going to go from 2 to 400 to 3 to 500 in the next year. And, I, you know, we've discussed it, and I think that... We're going to get a good deal out of this. Our electric bill will probably stay right about the same, two to four hundred. 
because we're going to get 50% solar panels and then 50% electricity from the state. Yeah, from the grid. Yeah. Um, I don't think we'll ever be completely off the grid unless it's just you and I and we turn everything off, <laughs> which we won't. So, Well, I, I, like the stuff here in the dungeon, I keep I turn everything off whenever we're not in here. And the lights are on in like automatic. They just come on when we walk in. Yeah, yeah, because we have the we have the sensor over there. But yeah. the only thing that actually stays on here continuously throughout the year are the LED lights that you see, mm-hmm. which don't draw that much current, and the the mini fridge and the fr- Red Bull fridge over there. Oh, well, you can't see because you moved the camera. <laughs> oh, God, so he's so cute. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to get some solar panels and we're getting a new and we're getting a new um breaker box out of it too yes which is nice that's the best part because it's an original one that came with this house in 1960 and we've been knowing that we need to replace it this whole time and uh come to find out we know exactly how much it's going to cost us to replace it if we did it on our own um and it's part of it's part of the it's part of the loan yeah yeah it's part of the loan so i'm like yes Take my money. Shut up and take my money. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how much the yeah how many credits that we get back from the yeah from the state I, once I, they start I'm, rolling. I'm looking at it like it's a challenge, like it's a challenge. What can we do so that our electric bill goes down to a point where we do get a credit? Yeah, well, like, once well, once your boy moves out, that'll change too. Yeah, we're living off. The grid. Hmm. I can't wait for that. And there are months where we will be having a zero bill. Yeah. The months that don't have as extreme temperatures, right? Yeah. Always nice. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> All right. Just a couple other things here. So we're... Uh, over the last couple of weeks... Sushi has already started thinking about travel plans for the year 2022 for 22 for us. We already know where we're going in April. He doesn't know. I know. I know. That's why I'm not saying it. It's because you don't know. How no. could you say it if you knew? What, the New Orleans Jazz Festival? Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. The New Orleans Jazz Festival. That's the one in April, isn't it? Oh, because we're going in March for the other one, right? Oh, wait, wait, no, no. Or is that March? No. Hold on. I haven't... No, February's the other date. No, it's not. When is the New Orleans Jazz Festival? I thought that was... Uh, you said it was right after... they both Mo- in April. Oh, they are? Yeah. They're both in April. Well, I have the dates on my calendar. I'll have to double check. Yeah. Because you told me the specific dates for me to request off, and I did. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as you told me. Yeah, one of them's a su- surprise to me. It's not to Sushi, and it's not to my daughter. She knows, too. And her son may know, too. I don't know if she. Yeah, I don't know if does. you told him. He knows. Okay, but it's a surprise to me. I don't want you to tell me. It's supposed to be a, a birthday present for me, isn't it? Christmas. Or a Christmas present? That's right. At any rate, it involves international travel, and uh, the only reason why I know this is because we have I had an to, appointment to get our passports on Wednesday. Yeah, so that's the only way he knows that we're going off abroad. Our country is because we don't have passports. And so we have to go get them, which I think is, we needed to get them anyway, so we could travel. Yeah. 
And what? What's wrong? Nothing. Oh, you made a, a surprise face for a second there. Yeah. Anyway, whenever it comes to international travel, flying on standby, I've heard it's pretty easy. My friend Bobby just went to Germany about a month ago, and he said that the flights were wide open. He he flew standby in American. Yeah, but we're not flying standby. I know. Okay. I know. Which that <laughs> that again limits the limits the place of the international destinations because I also happen to work for that same airline and I know of all of, all of, all of the international destinations. It could be a cruise. It could be an air flight. It could be anything. You don't know. Yeah. Okay. Now you you said cruise, and now my. You said Ted Cruz. Just kidding. Ted Cruz. <laughs> I don't want to go on a Ted Cruz. F- fuck the Zodiac Killer. Okay. Uh, no, thank you, but okay. No. No, thank you. I don't think even his wife likes to, likes it. Gross. <laughs> to fuck the Zodiac Killer. What is wrong with you? Lots of things. I know. Go down the list. Okay. Uh, I watched the Beatles deck, uh, documentary that premiered on Disney Plus a couple of days ago, Get Back. It's from the let it, what turned out to be the Let It Be sessions where the Beatles wrote most of their material. Actually, yeah, wrote the material that was on that album and probably Abbey Road, too. I've heard conflicting stories. I mean, Let It Be was their final album that was released, but Abbey Road was the final album that was recorded. So that doesn't make... Yeah, so I, I actually heard that they had the song... They recorded the... The songs for both sessions, they released Abbey Road. Uh, they decided to release Abbey Road first, and then and then let it be the next year in 1970, right on the verge of them breaking up. Anyway, so from these same sessions, there was actually a documentary that was released in the 70s or early 80s, also named Let It Be. Now it painted a much different picture than. The Get Back documentary on Disney Plus with the same from the the footage from the same sessions. And I say that is because in Let It Be, it paid it showed a lot of turmoil, a lot of distress uh, between the members of the footage that was the non musical footage that was shown leading people basically giving the message that said yeah no wonder they broke up shortly after their album came out look how miserable they're they are with just being around each other however the footage in get back paints a completely different picture a very positive vibe i mean yeah you can sense some tensions but nothing nothing like super outlandish that you that's par for the course for most reality uh, shows that you see these days where it's nothing for people to nearly get in fist fights or just scream at the top of their lungs. There's none of that in in this, which I think is kind of refreshing. Now I'm only on part one. It has three parts, and the third part is their complete final public performance on the rooftops of Abbey Road, which the which is infamous because uh, the police were all also called. So anyway, but I'm I'm really enjoying it, and the the two remaining. Surviving members of the Beatles and their and all the members offspring, they've all praised it too. And they were all invited to the premiere. Another thing that I found out, I don't know if you knew this, Sushi, but uh, you know, Sean Lennon, uh, John Lennon's younger son, yeah, the, the, who's uh, his and uh, his and Yoko's kid. Mm-hmm. So 
who has also toured with Les Claypool, and they had a side project called um, the Claypool Lennon Delirium. On his recent tours, he's actually had Julian, his brother Julian, as his roadie, so they could hang out and spend quality time together as brothers. You know, because they didn't they didn't grow up together. There's there are, I think, sixteen or fifteen or sixteen years between the two of them. Yeah, and you know, naturally, Sean grew up here in New York, and uh, Julian grew up in 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 uh, England. So. They didn't really know each other until they, or get to know each other as brothers until they became adults. So I, th- I thought that was kind of a cool, I thought that was kind of a cool gesture to make. Yeah. What I the hell just you. happened? Okay, there we go. That never happens. My screensaver just came on on my computer that I'm running Logic Pro on. Anyway. Anyway, I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait to wait to finish it. I know you've never been much of a Beatles fan, Sushi, but I was for many, many years. I consider them my all-time favorite band. No, babe. I'm a big Beatles fan. Just because I like the monkeys doesn't mean I don't like the Beatles. I never said that. I never said that. Okay. I, you and I just never have really talked that much in depth about the Beatles. That's all. Only because there, there's not really much to talk about. Like, I don't, I don't know what to talk about with you on it. Oh. Um. Yeah, I grew up. How do you think that I liked Pipes of Peace by Paul McCartney? Well, that was a that was a solo album. Yeah, but that's because I grew up with that album, with all the Beatles albums, but that one had the most memories for me. And I I mean, like yeah. I've got the whole album memorized. <laughs> Weirdo. Okay. Another funny fact about that album, so that also that album specifically by Paul McCartney features the song Say Say Say, which he collaborated with Michael Jackson on. Mm-hmm. And it was during their recording sessions that Paul had introduced or had suggested to Michael, hey, 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 mate, if you want to make some uh, extra cash, you should really look into publishing. Michael's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I never really thought about that. Guess what happens not even 10 years later? He buys a majority of fucking publishing rights to Northern Songs, which was the... Which is the music recording uh, entity that John Lennon and Paul McCartney had for the songs that they wrote together. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually has transferred back into the hands I think of of Paul is... McCartney and, and the surviving members. Oh, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, I'm sorry, the the children of the members that have passed on. Didn't Sony own it or something? Uh, well, Sony was who Michael Jackson's label was. And Apple Records is actually subsidiary of Capital. So, otherwise, I don't really know how that works. I'm just, I'm just free-flowing free here. Okay. I'm just ordering groceries over here. Oh, are you? Okay. I can, <laughs> I can tell how enthralled you are about our occurrence today. Since Thunder K and uh, Alexi aren't that here. I'm not enthralled. I'm... Con- I'm contributing. Yeah, you are. I'm not saying that you weren't. Okay. Well, you're making it sound like I wasn't. Yeah. So the reason that, the reason why Thunder K and Alex aren't here here today, well, number one, because we normally record on Sundays, but honestly, we needed somewhat of a break because of how busy the holidays were. We needed just a little bit of downtime. And plus they were taking care of some family related business on their end. 
And then tonight they couldn't join us because Thunder K is feeling sick. And Alex actually had a meeting uh, with some of his classmates about something. I don't know. Anyway, so it's, it's his dorm. It's a dorm meeting. Oh, dorm meeting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually going to be back in the dorms again for next semester. Mm-hmm. Did I say semester? I didn't mean to. Semester. Blech. I haven't drank anything in a while. All right, baby. That's all I have. Did you have some stories you wanted to talk about? Yes. No. Maybe. Probably not. No. I don't, I don't have much, and I'm exhausted to be honest. It's been a long weekend, and I, I have I worked really hard. Yeah, you did. Um. Next week, well, I'll be traveling, but I'll be here for the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Because we're going to. We're going to Palm Springs this weekend. Yeah. California. We're Yeah, and we're going to um, fly out really early on Sunday. So we'll be back pretty early. Well, we'll be back. We'll be back home by around 2.30 or so because our flight lands at 1. Or my flight lands at 1. Okay, so here's the funny thing. All right, I, I want to talk about this too. <laughs> okay. All right, so S- Sushi's employer, the airline that they chose... For their employees that live out of the state of California, outside the state of California, to attend the workplace retreat is American Airlines. They covered her flight. However, up until maybe three, no, two and a half weeks ago, I didn't think I was going to be able to go because there was an event going on here that same weekend that I was planning on going to. Anyway, those plans got scrapped. So. As a means of saving her employer additional money, I decided to book a flight on the airline that I work for to the same destination. So, which I guess they were okay with. At any rate, we're still still stay. We still have access to all this, all the luxurious services that are being offered at the resort, and of course, we're sharing the same room because that would be weird. Yeah, it would be weird if we weren't. No, the okay. What? What? What are you reading? Something wrong with your grocery or- I, order? Yes, I ordered mustard, and it's arriving on Friday. I was gonna say, I hope you haven't submitted it twice again. You have a bad habit of doing that recently. No, that was just one time, and that's not a habit. Water burger? That was one time, <laughs> and that was their fault. See, how are you gonna blame me for that? <laughs> Okay, my app told me that there was an error with the app and that the order didn't go through. And so I ordered it again. Next thing I know, there uh, we checked the front porch. There's food on the front porch. And it's cold, like it's been sitting out there for a while. And the doorbell didn't even go off. So we got that food. And the next thing I know, we're getting more food from... And I was like, what the heck? So we got charged twice. I asked for my money back. And they didn't give it back. Because I didn't order it twice. Their app screwed up. Screwed I know. Up. And I was kind of mad about it because it was a lot of money. <laughs> well, actually, that really wasn't what I was referring to in all honesty. It was the gifts that you ordered the other day. Now, that one is my fault. Okay, <laughs> I'm so not saying what it is because it's a gift for your mother for Christmas. November the 16th, I ordered this gift. And I got to talk into my sister-in-law. Uh, after Thanksgiving and I was like oh I better order my mom's gift because I haven't ordered it yet because I don't remember ordering her gift so I ordered it 
Well, the company called me, which, hello, nowadays, companies don't do that crap, right? So kudos to this company. Yeah. And mom already knows what she's getting because she asked for it. It's oh. this um, this place that I've been to called the House on the Rock that I want my whole family to go to because I think they'd really have a good time there. But regardless, um, they have at the hotel that you stay in, it's called the House on the Rock Hotel. They have these air fresheners there and it makes the whole place smell like whatever, like a forest. I'm not real sure exactly what it smells like. Um like piney woods? Maybe? No, I think it's I think it's sweeter than that. Or maybe maybe it's a little musky. I don't know. But anyway, um musky. so my mom likes the smell and she wants this air freshener in her house. Mm. And she wants the air freshener you know, the ones that automatically psh, and blow the air out. Yeah, every okay. every so often at yeah. certain intervals, right? Exactly. So she didn't have one and she wanted one. So I got her one and I got her like a, a case of cans to put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of money. I spent a lot of money. And then, you know, I ordered it again and spent a lot of money. And I was like, I don't remember buying this. But the lady's like, you bought it twice and you bought it wrong twice. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, so she's fixing my order, but kudos to this company. Yeah, for actually yeah. realizing that something may be amiss. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome service. And then what else was it that I forgot? Oh, that's all. Actually, that that was no, the order I was talking about. No, I forgot that, but there was something else I forgot. You oh, s- I forgot how to play my game. I was playing Genshin, Genshin Impact, Impact yesterday, <laughs> and I completely blanked. On how to play the game. You, I thought it was just a s- specific function that you no, couldn't remember like how to do. even with my mouse and my and W-A-S-D. I'm Wasd. Doing the, yeah. I'm sitting there doing that. I forgot to hit E-F. I forgot to where my fingers are supposed to go. And so I was <laughs> screwing up. I was like, what am I doing wrong? I had to watch a tutorial. This is menopause, guys. This is menopause. Mm. Girls. Ladies. Ladies. Hmm. So. Well, at least you have someone, something in common with uh, someone else that we know that's also going through it. Yeah, but even still, God, I mean, it's very frustrating because now I can't rely on myself. I have to make myself lists. I don't know how many times I had to repeat what I was going to make for Thanksgiving to myself hmm. and get it all out there. Uh, how many times did I order Thanksgiving groceries before I got everything I needed? Like four times? I know. That's because never happened to me before. I usually just order it one time and we're good. Now, I was ordering things like so that we would as have... As you realized, yeah. yeah. Well, not as I realized, but it, so I could build up the grocery so it wasn't such a huge bill all at once. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway. It's okay. We all have our off days. So, that's one last thing I was going to say about Palm Springs. Other than the awesome resort that we're staying at and the services offered. Open bar, awesome food, and... Let's see, well, they have a golf course too, but I really don't give a shit about that. And they have, like, masseuses on site too. So I know Shelly's going to have a spa experience whenever she goes. Why does it have to involve a masseuse? Why can't I just get, like, a facial 
And my nails done <laughs> and my feet done. Hey. If you're getting a facial from anybody else but me, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> you gotta make it dirty. Of course. So Saturday that Saturday night, well well sushi goes and uh gets herself pampered and mingles with her coworkers. I'm going to be on our West Coast friends the bed files that Saturday evening. Actually, well, I say Saturday evening. Uh, really, uh, they're actually going to record a little bit earlier. They normally record on Fridays, uh, but Eric, one of the, the uh, Eric, the main showrunner, he has a gig with his band on Friday night, and he also has one on Saturday. But since they know that I'm in town, they've actually pushed. They're actually going to be recording about six. So. And it's about a it's about two hour drive from Palm Springs to Orange County, specifically the city that they're in. So, just waiting on the on the address. Yeah, one of the reasons why I'm glad I booked a rental car. I really like driving through California, though. I've only been one time, and well, I say one time. I had that brief layover in San Diego for like an hour and a half whenever I went to Vegas a few years ago. But the one time that I went and I stayed in Orange County, driving down, yeah, driving down the PCH and uh, seeing the the mountains and just the the beaches, it's just I don't have words for it. It's beautiful scenery, and it, it made it that much more enjoyable. Because I mean, honestly, Texas and most of the Southwest states, it's just flat land. You don't really see much variety well flatland and forest once you get outside the sit once you get outside the city in a lot of parts but other than that there's not much variety as far as landscapes go and sometimes it can make not the most exciting or scenic drive and that's one thing i really like about road trips is that you get to see a lot of a lot of that that's one thing i remember about all the road trips i took to north carolina which we're gonna take a road trip to uh jazz fest Right? Or do, I think we're going back and forth. I guess it'll just depend once we get there. Yeah. To that point. Yeah, because I don't mind driving to New Orleans. It's not, I mean, it's a, what, a seven, eight hour drive total? It's eight. Eight? Okay. Yeah, because the last time I went to New Orleans, well, the, I'm sorry, the first time I went to New Orleans, I drove and I actually stayed the night in Natchitoches, which is about the halfway point between here and New Orleans if you go. If you go on 30 east through Shreveport and and then you go south once you reach the middle of the state instead of driving south to Houston and then heading east. Yeah, I decided not to take that way because Houston traffic sucks. I mean, people think around here think Dallas traffic's bad. It's not shit compared to Houston. So, yeah, I guess I guess we'll call it. But first, before we wrap the show... I wanted to throw in this voicemail that I'd left for the Funky Panther that I've alluded to earlier in the show. Here it is. Uh, we got a phone call on God our. We got a phone call off of our TFP hotline. Uh, this actually we got we got a call back in November fourth, and I want to apologize to the one, the only, the <laughs> Robo Tuner for not playing this sooner. This is RoboTuner with a low-budget digital voice message for your listening, enjoyment, amusement, disgust, or all of the above. Take your pick. 
I wanted to thank you for acknowledging my good friends, the Jerry Jonestown Massacre, when they congratulated you for your Fort Worth Weekly Best Podcast Award. Hey. When they were saying the next, or when they were saying the category was right and only and none of their podcast allies were nominated, I'll give you some additional context. So if the Jerry Jonestown Massacre is the granddaddy of Fort Worth Podcasts, the patriarch, if you will, they're the ones that have the grandest stories and everyone around the campfire listens attentively. Okay. Then the Funky Town podcast with Jeffrey the Lord is the father of Fort Worth podcasting. The level-headed kind, you know, never has to raise his voice if he's upset, but if he's disappointed with you, you'll know. And then Fort Worth Famous with Susie Ramone and her daughter Ivy, their show is a spoiled daddy's little girl of Fort Worth podcasting, you know, the one that never gets turned down for ice cream. And then finally, my show, RoboTuner's Insignificant Podcast, is the overlooked middle child of Fort Worth podcasting. That's the one who's constantly one-upped by his other family members and is also on Sue's Ted Clutch. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> we're all Why good friends with each other, that? and we like to promote to the other local podcasts, too. And I'm going to include you guys and tagging you uh, going forward whenever we, whenever I post my uh, show announcements. Woo! So congratulations once again. I look forward to your next show, and I hope you give mine a listen as well, along with the others I've mentioned, too. Until then, many thanks for Red Pen. Cheers. Thanks, man. That's my catchphrase, by the way. Oh, <laughs> so uh, our Google Voice uh, translates the audio, um, and my favorite part is let me let me scroll back here is that we've got just how it starts. Greetings, Panther A. It's a funk. This is Robert Toner with a low budget digital voice message for your listening enjoyment, amusement, disgust, or all of the above. Take your pick. I, I just like that Robert Toner. Yeah. Are we going to refer to you as Robert Toner now? We appreciate you, Robert. That's his, that's his go- government name. <laughs> the government name. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it was good to get that kind of like uh, the understanding of the, uh, I guess, the, the the monarchy. Is it a monarchy? Is it like, Robert like Toner royalty. or Robert Boner? It might be Boner. It might be Toner. It might be Robin both. Robin Boner. And y'all should go listen to his podcast too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot yeah. of fun. I like that. Uh, we I've been listening to Jerry Jonestown Master 2 for, for, for a good bit now. But yeah, thank you, uh, thank you, uh, Robo Tuners, insignificant Robert, Robert Toner, Robert Toner, <laughs> uh, insignificant right. podcast for uh, giving us a call and giving us a rundown of the lay of the land. Because you know, honestly, we came in kind of as a wild card. Yeah, we just flew our ship right into bay, just started pillaging. Didn't We're just like a drunk fucking sailor. <laughs> so you know, if you got your family, we just kind of ran into that house and burnt it down. And uh, we're pissing on we, your kids. We didn't even wall. ask whose name was who. If we're we doing just went like right on in, if we're doing like a, like like motorcycle club protocol, yeah, uh, we probably should have gone to like Jerry Jonestown and asked like, is it cool if if, if we come in and, and and do a podcast too? Yeah. Uh, but we we, we we didn't. I, I'm sorry. Um, Please don't. Actually, they don't hate us. They seem to. No. They seem to like us. We can't wait to actually uh, get to know them better. Go to the um, same with, uh, dude. I, w- I would love to uh, sit down, and have a conversation with uh, Mr. Robert, Robert, <laughs> Robert Tuner, Toner, Robert Toner, Toner. You're trying to mix both yeah, of I them. Know. It's Robo or yeah, yeah. Just pick one. Robo Tuner. Yeah, it'd be uh, cool to have a chat with him too. Uh, so I won't play the music, but I will sit, show this as no, not that. God damn it! There we go. I will so- show this as usual. If there's something you'd like for us to discuss on our show, send us an email, robotuner2020 at gmail.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail, 682-325-1379. Follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at the Robotuner across both platforms. And 
with the exception of days like today, we're live most Sundays between starting between the hours of 6.30 p.m. and 7 p.m. Central Time. And you can also check us out on our page, The RoboTuner, if you want to see any of our past live YouTube occurrences as well. It's up to you, man. Whatever floats your boat. There are many ways you can catch us. Until then, we're out of here. We'll all be back next week. Red pants. Except for the cat. The cat's going to be staying inside. Of <laughs> course, says bye bye. Bye, guys. He's asleep. Doing the podcast. Robo Tuner, master of debacles. Doing the podcast. Sushi's news and conspiracies. Doing the podcast. Thunder Cave Fun Media. Doing the podcast. Alex the Intern. Doing the podcast. Shitocracy. Doing the podcast. Red Pants Theater. Doing the podcast. You can't put the chains on, RoboTuner. Red Pants.